Hey there, and welcome to the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. I'm your host, Marley Sievers. With four years of high school coaching experience, six years of experience as an instructor and choreographer for the National Cheerleaders Association, and over a decade in the cheerleading industry, join me as we navigate through the world of high school coaching together. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by the Cheer Coach Planner. Are you ready to replace your bulky coach binder? If so, then you should check out the Cheer Coach Planner. Designed specifically for cheerleading coaches, the Cheer Coach Planner helps you to simplify the administrative side of coaching through the use of planning and organization. Inside, you'll find over 250 pages, including 12 undated monthly calendars, daily life and practice planners, a team section full of forms to help you keep track of everything specific to your team, like rosters, absences, and athlete profiles, and a season section full of forms to help you keep track of everything related to your season, like tryouts, fundraising, game days, pep rallies, and competitions. With a physical planner, digital planner options, and new planners for your captains, you're bound to find an option that works for you. Check them out at cheercoachplanner.com or visit the link in my show notes. The Cheer Coach Planner, your season, your plan. Welcome back to another episode. This week, I interviewed coach Janice Gorman, who is also the podcast host for Matt Talk Official. In this episode, we talked a lot about her experience as a coach and any advice that she would give a new coach. She also just received the award for Hillsborough County Coach of the Year. It was an honor speaking to her and so much fun to hear her take on a lot of things. So tune in and enjoy. All right. So I am here with Janice Gorman, the host of Matt Talk Podcast. So I will have her go ahead and introduce herself a little bit more and share her experience in cheerleading and coaching. So, Well, hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, my voice is a little gone. I just got back from a cruise and it was just, it was a long, long nights and lots of, I don't know, yelling, late nights, all the things. And my voice is like, I don't know. We're just losing it, but here we are. But thank you again for having me. Um, again, my name is Jenny Scorman and I am the host of Matt Talk. And um, just, you know, a little bit about me. I have been coaching cheer. This will be my 12th year coaching high school cheer. I have experience in high school um, cheer. I dabbled a little bit in college, all-star cheer, and I grew up cheering and I've been doing it since I was a little girl and I have never retired, even though I said, I'm going to retire from this and not do this anymore, but we're still here many years later. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but thank you again for having me. Of course. Okay. So one of the first questions I have for you is what are the key skills to have when working as a coach? I feel like giving yourself grace because, you know, like I said, this is my 12th year coaching and I was very, I'm definitely my worst critic. And I had little patience for myself, I would say. And I just wanted to make sure that I'm a perfectionist at heart and everything is in line, is perfect. And that's just kind of not what needs to be done every year. So giving yourself grace and permission to mess up and learn from those mistakes and just redo it for the next year or the next time you go about it is huge. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's an awesome one and something that I need to teach myself a little bit more. As I think we all that. do. Yeah. 
The next question I have for you is what's your favorite thing about coaching and what got you involved in it? So my favorite thing definitely has to see, like, has to be like seeing the girls just, and I I keep saying girls, I need to be like, not so (laughs) gender specific, but the teams that I have coached predominantly have been all girl. So I always say girls, I did have a co-ed team for two years, which was so cool. I would love it. Um, hard to get, Mm -hmm. I would say, depending on what school you're at and, uh, where you are. So, um, but to my athletes, I love seeing them grow, especially if I've had them for all four years. And I just get to see how they grow as an athlete, grow as a person, and to see them walk across that stage of graduation. Our graduation's tomorrow, so I'm so excited for it. It's a bittersweet moment, especially when you have some that you're really close to and you help like every step of the way. I have one girl who's graduating and I was with her for the whole college application process. So I was with her when she pressed submit, she was terrified. And now she's, she got into that school. She's going there and just to see how she's grown has been so cool. Um, so it's definitely a bittersweet moment um, when they walk across that stage, but it's really nice to see that. Like I had a small part of their life for four years and yeah, that's definitely probably my favorite. That's pretty inspirational. I feel like just to be even a little bit a part of their life. And yeah. I don't think like you, people realize it too. They're like, Oh, I'm just, I see my athletes after school at games and competitions and we just go, go, go. But that's not it. There's so much behind the scenes things that we do and that people don't even like talk about or realize. And just to be a small part of like college application process she didn't really know what she was doing. Her parents are amazing, but they just didn't have that college background like I have. So I have been able to, I was able to help and guide her every step, which was really cool, but I, I might cry tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. What's the best experience you've had as a coach? Um, that one's hard. There's been so many great moments. I will say probably the best moment at my current school um, I actually graduated from my the school where I work and I cheered there all four years. So it's was really awesome to be asked to come back and coach at my school. We were a, a decent program when I cheered there and we kind of grew um, each year. And my senior year, we're one of the top schools in our county and state. And then it kind of dropped off and um, it got really muddy at, for a few years and the team was just not where it needed to be. So I was asked to um, come back to our school by our former principal, who was also my assistant principal at the time, which he remembers and has all the stories and will always like tell me about it. I'm like, uh, I don't want you to remember all the things, but he did ask me to come and coach and that was probably one of the coolest things is to like come back to your school and like really make a difference and build the culture. Um, so I definitely will say like watching the program grow, this will be my sixth year at my school and to see how much it has grown each year has been awesome. And we're still continuing to build, but just being a part of that history um, and, you know, being able to say like, Hey, this is the first time ever that we've done this. Like, I never expected any of that to happen. I'm just doing the best that I can, but watching that happen every single year and saying like, we've never done this before. It's the first time we've done this. And to really see see our uh, culture build has been the most beautiful thing I've experienced as a coach. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from because the first team that I coached was my high school team. So okay. it's, it's cool to come full circle and to be able to build that culture yourself. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what do you think you can attribute to success in coaching? Well, giving myself grace, cause I've made many mistakes along the road, but I think, um, you know, being a learner and a listener, a, continu- a continuous learner, I will never be the coach that stands up there and says, I know everything because I don't. And the coaches that do say that they're the first ones that get run out of their program quickly. So just learning along the way, you know, I graduated in 2006 and then I was still a little active in um, cheer a few years after that. But that's almost 20 years ago. So we know how much cheer has evolved. So I'm not going to stand there and say, I know everything because the stuff that I did in 2006 is so different now. I was like, how can it get any crazier? Like every year, I'm like, how, <laughs> how are we doing this? Right. How is this legal? So I definitely would say that I, I contribute my success to the people around me, my team. I learn from the girls. I learn from other coaches. Um, I bring in experts. Because again, if I'm not an expert in every area, like tumbling was never my strongest, my strongest area. So I can coach to an extent on tumbling, but I'm going to bring in people who are experts in that area to help my team get to where we want to be as a program, because I just don't know it all. So I think coaches who do everything and have their hands in every single pot um, really struggle. So I know my areas of strengths and weaknesses and I pull in the best of the best as much as I can. Awesome. I think that's great advice. Yeah. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? So our former athletic director, she, um, she moved on, um, got a promotion this past year and we have a new one who's been great. But my former athletic director told me when I took over the program, the 20, 60, 100 rule, I think it is. I could have the numbers a little messed up, but she said your first year, you can change 20%, your second year, 60%. And then your third year, it's yours a hundred percent because you don't want to go into a program or a new school and say, I'm changing everything, traditions, culture, like people are going to hate you and people are not going to want to cheer for you. So just starting to build your program little by little, little until it's yours, I think is huge. And that always stuck with me because I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like I wanted to come in and do everything. So I was like, we used to do that when I cheered, we don't need to be doing that, that cheer anymore. It's, it's awful, but there's some traditions that needed to stay. And there's some things that needed to change. So each year we tweaked and changed a little bit and always having those reflective moments saying like, Hey, what worked and what didn't work so we can fix it for next year was huge. But definitely um, when you're starting to build your program, not to go in and do everything at once, because it's just not going to be the, it's not the best approach that I have found from my experience. Other than that, is there more advice you would give to someone who's just starting their coaching career? Oh, yes. There's so much. Um, Well, we have trials coming up. So I would say that's probably the most if not the most stressful, one of the most stressful times for any coach, new or veteran coach. And, you know, you have to be consistent. You need to be very organized and have like, especially for tryouts, like you want to do that prep work in advance. 
this year I'm going digital because I just can't stand paper anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I, I remember like, you know, carrying just a pad of paper around during trials and just taking notes and having people just try to like glance over and see what you have to say. Like that can be like horrible <laughs> if, if someone sees some of the things. So um, definitely prep in advance. If you can go digital, go digital as much as possible and just be consistent and equitable um, every every single time. Even if, you know, you do have some bias, we all have it, but just to continue to be as fair and equitable as possible. Awesome. What lessons do you hope that your former athletes received during their time in your program? I would say their work ethic. Um, just being responsible and bringing the work ethic into their next career or their next adventure, if they're going to a four-year, whatever they're doing, because I think that we just learned so many lessons from cheer. I know I did as an athlete. I learned how to communicate. I learned how to be punctual and to be responsible. And, you know, you can't just give up on your team. And so those things are that's life advice. That's not just stuff that happens on the mat. You need to take it. And I know I took those skills that I learned as an athlete and I have continued to grow with those skills. So communication, I mean, you're not, I know I wasn't the best communicator when I was a student and I know we learn and we grow as we get older, but I make sure that with like my team, that they're always communicating with one another because that's going to show when they're performing and how their chemistry is when they're stunting, let's say. And, you know, I tell them all the time, you can say anything to anyone. It's just how you say it. And so that quote has been repeated. I was like, y'all might as well put that one on a shirt because they repeat that when I've heard them say that I'm like, just talk to them. It's just, it's just talk to them, have that conversation because most of the things that you're going to deal with can be, or most of those, you know, obstacles and challenges that you deal with, like on a team can be resolved if you just communicate with one another. Absolutely. I think communication and transparency are like the number one, like most important yes. things, but yes, yes. yes. <laughs> awesome. What is cheerleading in Florida? Like, like how many routines do you compete in? What are they like? So wild. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so wild. So Going back to like when I cheered in high school um, for our high school team, we had one competition. It was called Western Conference. It was still called Western Conference. And it was the big county competition with all at the time we had 26 high schools. And now in our county, we have 28 high schools total and we're continuously growing. So our school district is the eighth largest district in the nation. So, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, the large. And so we have um, in our high school, we have at our high school, I think we have 2,600 students and we are just like busting out of the seams. And so every school is like that. And we're continuously having more schools being built in our area just because we just don't have enough. So in our county, um, we're in Hillsborough County, which is a huge county, like I said, eighth in the nation. And in Florida, Florida, I mean, is huge in cheerleading. It's always been huge, one of the top um, states in the nation for cheer. So in our county, how it works is we have four local competitions. The fourth local competitions is our Western Conference qualifier, where they pick the top four teams out of each division. There's three division, American, federal, and national. So you'll have 
um, 12 teams at the Western Conference competition. So that's like a big deal in our county. And then we have our state regionals and we have our state um, competition. And those are the required competitions that you must go to every single year. Well, you have to qualify to go to states. So if you qualify, you're supposed to go. If not, you get that hefty fine. I don't even know what it is, but there's a fine associated with it. And um, we also do UCA. So we do UCA regionals and UCA nationals. And then we also have one that you have to qualify for. So last year was our first year that we qualified for Chase the State. And so that's like a competition with all state finalists in the state of Florida that get invited to. And it's like a prep competition for states. So it's it's very um, difficult to get into and there's a, like crazy competition there. And so you're able to perform like your UCA routines and your, like if you're doing game day and you're doing your normal like varsity routine, you can do that at Chase's State. So it's like a really good um, prep competition, but it's also like, it's a big competition. There's so, it was an all day competition um, and probably one of the bigger competitions that we went to this year. Nice. That's very, very interesting. So you just have, so you do game day and like a normal performance routine. typically. So we have only done like a traditional, like two and a half minute routine where you have your one minute of cheer. We haven't done the game day where it's like a sideline competition or like, it's like a sideline routine that you put together. Mm -hmm. That's something that we are interested in doing, but I feel like I need more manpower before I embark (laughs) that journey just because there's so we have so many rules in our county, like when we're allowed to start competition and we don't have much time. So we're not like in other counties in Florida, they have like every county has their own rules. Our county is very strict. So we're not allowed to start competition season until October. And our first competition is the week before the week after fall break. So you have like six weeks to put something together. I just don't know how we could do two routines in that time without like everyone just hating each other and and fighting and killing each other or something, because I was like, that is a lot, but we've talked about it. We're just trying to figure out like the best way to manage that because we definitely like want to do that eventually. For sure. Yeah. It it would be a lot to try to pile that on and organized. The next question I have for you is how would you describe your team culture? We're definitely a family. We promote that, you know, like I said, like communication and transparency, like you mentioned, is everything. And so families are going to fight. They're going to be happy. They're going to be sad. And we want to make sure that we live in every one of those moments. So if you're not happy with someone, that's okay. We're still this cheer family and you're going to have to cheer with them on Friday nights and at competition. So we need to like resolve those issues if we have them. Um, But our our group is phenomenal. We really do support one another off the mat. So we have girls that are, are in other sports that are involved in extra other extracurricular activities, and we go and we support them um, each and every step of the way. All right. Um, what has been your greatest achievement, both as an athlete and a coach? <sighs> Ooh, okay. So as an athlete, um, I did all-star and um, all-star um, cheer and I did high school cheer and I did them at the same time, like a crazy person. 
I triple teamed at one point on my all-star at my all-star gym. So that was a lot. And um, we won some really big competitions. Um, we were nationally ranked. Um, you know, we never, we weren't on a, that's not when like worlds was big. So we didn't go to worlds, but we went to really big national competitions and won. So that was definitely amazing opportunities. I did individual cheer and dance as well. So I won some awards with that. Um, my senior year of high school, I was um, the MVP of our team, which was really cool. And I got to choreograph our senior year competition routine where we tied for runner up, which was also really amazing. Um, as a coach, there's been so many. Um, as my, you know, as far as like my team has achieved this year, we won the GPA award for our county, which was huge. We had the highest GPA. Um, we were national semifinalists. We were back-to-back -back state finalists. We were runner-up at Chase the State. We were uh, regional um, champs, which was like the first time ever, which was really cool. And I just won Coach of the Year this year. So that was really exciting. I haven't announced it. Um, like I said, we were on a cruise. So I found out when we got back, I got like all these texts and emails like, congratulations. I was like, what happened? What's going on? So that was really cool. Um, so I haven't posted about that yet. So I, I have to get on that, but just trying to like recover the voice still <laughs> and like unpack and do loads of laundry. So, you know, life has gotten in the way of all that, but yeah, we've had a great year. I, I cannot complain. That's awesome. And congratulations for coach of the year. That's amazing. Thank you so much. What inspired you to start your podcast? That, so I have, I can't stop talking and my husband will say that you do cheer year round. I was like, I kind of do. I think most coaches do, but like, I feel like we have heard a lot, like with like all-star um, cheer, which is great, but I haven't heard enough about high school cheer. And I really wanted to just share like my experience and bring others to share the realities of like what we deal with, because there's just so much like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, I just wanted to be out there because I want other coaches, especially if they're like starting off coaching for the first time, like learn from us because we didn't have, I didn't have anyone to really learn from. It was just trial and error. So I just want to be able to help others and, you know, have a, you know, others just laugh and say like, yes, I can connect to that. And um, just to, have a platform to share these memories and experiences I thought was really important. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's important to, you know, share your own experiences. And like you said, learn from somebody who's gone through it. Um, right. I think that having this culture and this network of high school coaches is really cool too. So. Um, Absolutely. It's just so it's nice to know, like you are not alone. <laughs> I'm here too, struggling yeah. with you. So it's always good to like have that community where we can lean on one another. Absolutely. What are your episodes about so far? So we um, are going to launch our fifth episode tomorrow. So every Monday we'll have a new episode and it's all like high school cheer. Um, mostly um, I'm not opposed to having like all-star cheer, but I just wanted like a huge platform for high school cheer specifically. So I have um, some contacts on just like how I got started, um, some stories. I have one that's called I Pay My Taxes, where I have a parents who justified their kid being on the team because they pay their taxes. 
So true stories of just some craziness that has happened and interviews from current and former athletes and other coaches that I work with. Nice. What's the ultimate goal with your podcast? There's no goals because I feel like if I make a goal right now, I'm going to be so hard on myself. But right now is to have a new episode out once a week and to just grow my following. I want to have others be able to connect and just like tune in. And, um, you know, as of right now, my, okay, there is goals, but one podcast a week and just to build my fan base and be able to connect with others. And we'll just see where it takes us. I don't have high expectations. I just want to be able to learn and grow um, along the way. Awesome. So my last question for you is what's your why? Why do you do what you do? My why is essentially this. We need our voices to be heard and we need our stories to be shared. I think storytelling shares lives and not to say that you know, cheer is going to save everyone's life, but I feel like it has saved my life in a lot of ways and my athletes. And I want others to be able to connect to it and learn from these stories and be able to say, Hey, like you helped me with this situation. That would be huge. That'd be crazy. Be like, Oh my goodness. I helped you. What is going on? So I just want to be able to help others and just reach as many people as possible and let them know that their story matters. Awesome. And where can people find your podcast? So, um, on our Instagram, Matt talk official, we have a link there for all the episodes. Our episodes are up on Spotify and Apple music and yes, definitely listen and follow. You can also follow me on TikTok. I am at coach underscore Gorman G O R M A N. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for chatting with me. It's been really fun and Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been great. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the life of a cheerleading coach to be notified when another episode is posted, visit the link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter. Don't forget to follow the life of a cheerleading coach on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to click the listener support button on my anchor page. To be featured in the next episode, use the link in the show notes to leave me a voice message. Thanks again for listening and go make a difference.